the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy National Beer Day. Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a fantastic show for you tonight. And we'll have a guest that will be joining me this hour. Maybe two. We'll see. Some news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget, iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find the shows on both of those platforms. A little uh, bare naked ladies to get it started. The song is called Alcohol from their big hit album Stunt back in 1998. In fact, bare naked ladies um, were just honored uh, in the Canadian uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, just a couple of days ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, my guest tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer first up, uh, Bill Cherry. He's the co owner and brewmaster of Switchback Ales out of Vermont. They are now selling in the greater New York City area. Bill will talk to us about that new venture, uh, along with other things. That's going to happen uh, at the bottom of the hour. And we may have another guest in the next segment uh, from Six Point Brewing, uh, but that has not been confirmed yet. So if we do have him on, uh, we will let you know, obviously. If not, uh, looks like maybe next week uh, we will have the folks uh, from Six Point on. But let's get into some uh, craft beer news. Uh, first off, Salt Lake City is honoring the breweries and brew pubs that helped form the city's craft beer industry. Mayor Bicekovsky proclaimed April a craft beer month uh, during a meeting of the Utah Brewers Guild earlier this week. The city has grown from three microbreweries two decades ago to 15 today. Now, craft beer uh, is thought to contribute $450 million a year to the Utah economy. Uh, so, uh, interestingly enough, three microbreweries 20 years ago, and now there are 15, obviously, uh, Utah has a ways to go, but uh, Salt Lake City uh, doing their part uh, to help with craft beer. But speaking of which, today, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is National Beer Day. Now, on April 7, 1933, the Cullen-Harrison Act was signed into law, allowing Americans to return to purchasing beer that was no stronger than 4.05% alcohol by volume. Today is the 85th anniversary of National Beer Day. And if you happen to be having a glass of beer right now while you're listening to this, uh, give a toast to America's independent brewers, the innovators, entrepreneurs, and philanthropists who have turned the beer industry into what it is today. So, happy National Beer Day. Uh, Cincinnatians will soon have a new option for happy hour and taproom excursions. Uh, A few days ago, the brewers at Samuel Adams have proudly announced they plan to open a new taproom in the historic Over the Rhine neighborhood in the fall of this year. The site will be located directly across from the Samuel Adams Cincinnati Brewery at the Urban Sites Film Center project at the entrance to the Finlay Market. 
Uh, it is a nearly 9,000-square-foot tap room. It'll brew on-site and feature both indoor and outdoor space. The tap room uh, will be a place for drinkers to enjoy a wide variety of unique beers uh, brewed exclusively on-site and at the Cincinnati Brewery, including fan favorites such as Cincinnati-inspired Lager 513, Boston Lager, and Summer Ale. Drinkers will be able to purchase growlers and crowlers of select beers on tap. Additionally, uh, many of the design elements visitors will see was inspired by the rich history and brewing heritage of Cincinnati. So uh, Sam Adams recently opened their first tap room at their Boston brewery, uh, now opening one uh, where they also brew beer in Cincinnati. So congratulations to Samuel Adams on that. Now, uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev uh, a couple of days ago announced a voluntary recall in the United States and Canada of a limited number of Stellar Artois bottles that may contain glass particles due to a packaging defect. In the press release, uh, AB, the world's largest beer manufacturer, said a packaging flaw in some 11.2-ounce bottles manufactured by an unnamed European third-party vendor may cause a small piece of glass to break off and possibly fall into the beer. Uh, VP of Communications Gemma Hart told the the, uh, website Brewbound that the company launched the recall after receiving five consumer complaints in the U.S. and Canada. She added it is too soon to say how much that recall will cost the company. Uh, the recall amounts uh, to less than 1% of Stellar Artois glass bottles sold annually in North America, and the number of affected bottles will be far less than this. Uh, it is working with wholesalers and retailer, uh, retail partners to remove the recalled products from store shelves. These products include bottles of Stellar Artois packaged in 6, 12, 18, and 24 packs, as well as Best of Belgium multi-packs in the United States and Canada. The recall also includes uh, a couple of Stellar Artois Ligari uh, 6 and 12 packs uh, in the United States. Uh, Anheuser-Busch has also said it would reimburse consumers for products covered within the recall. The company is encouraging consumers who purchase products covered in the recall. Visit the following website, StellarArtois.ExpertInquiry.com, or you can call this hotline 1-855-215-5824. That's 1-855-215-5824 for details on how to receive a refund. More news uh, from uh, Green Flash. Uh, a couple of different things uh, going on with Green Flash. We've been talking about them for the last several weeks. Obviously, a mid-level sized brewer having issues. They uh, talked about uh, laying off people uh, about a month or so ago. Now they've uh, pulled back distribution in a number of different states. Now going to primarily focus uh, on the West Coast market. Uh, but Green Flash has now planned uh, to close its Cellar Three Barrel Aging Facility in Taproom in uh, Poway, California. Uh, this comes only five days after the company said it would cease operations at its 58,000-square-foot Virginia Beach production facility, terminate 43 employees. Um, so that, they've, and as I mentioned, they've pulled distribution of its beers from 42 states. They've laid off a total of 76 employees. Uh, they have a new investor, though, to help pay down debt. Uh, when the uh, Virginia Beach uh, facility was built, uh, was built, excuse me, and that happens to be uh, Comerica Bank foreclosed on its loan, sold the company's assets to WCIPA LLC via a foreclosure sale. The new group, according to California Department of Alcohol Beverage Control Records, includes uh, the owner Mike Hinckley uh, of Green Flash, the creator of Green Flash, four other members, one of whom was already a member of Green Flash's uh, Green Flash Brewing's board of directors. Uh, did not disclose. Let's see, they did not disclose the amount uh, in this um, in this debt sale. Uh, let's see. Chris Rose, the former tech exec who joined Green Flash in mid 2015 as its chief operating officer, is is uh, leaving the company. 
Dave Mills, the former chief sales officer for Ballast Point, who departed that company last September, uh, would join Green Flash as its vice president of sales and business development. And, uh, of course, former brewmaster Chuck Silver uh, resigned in 2015. Former barrelmaster Pat Corn also was laid off in January. So a number of different people are gone. Uh, new crop of businessmen, as Brewbound is reporting here, have been brought on board to help the company emerge from a distressed financial situation, which forced the brewery to close two facilities, lay off 76 employees, as I mentioned, and pull distribution now from 42 states. So, again, if you see any green flash on the shelves uh, in the Northeast, more than likely it was produced at the Virginia Beach facility. Not going to be around uh, for too much longer. So uh, Green Flash having to make some moves here. And again, th- you know, we've t- we've talked about this before, and this is part of the thing, uh, the, 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 what we're going to see with some of these breweries. Green Flash um, really exploded uh, in the last couple of years, a very aggressive campaign to get their beers in a lot of states, but there wasn't a lot of buzz about it. And I have to say, look, Green Flash, I visited their facility back in December. They make very good beer. Uh, the problem was, I think, uh, that not a lot of people knew about them. They certainly didn't have uh, that much of a presence here in the Northeast. Sure, they were in bars uh, at places, but nobody that I know was talking about them and saying, you've got to try this beer from Green Flash, you've got to try that beer from Green Flash. I think that's part of it. Uh, that is certainly uh, one of many reasons why these guys didn't succeed in other states. But you go to California, you're in the San Diego area, Clearly, you're going to see uh, Green Flash in a lot of different places. And again, they're going to they're, the, what they're looking to do here is to build their brand in their core markets of California, Arizona, Colorado, Hawaii, Nevada, Texas, Utah, and Nebraska. The Hawaii one is a little puzzling for me. It costs a lot of money to ship beer uh, to Hawaii, whether you're in San Diego or you're on the East Coast. So uh, interesting to me uh, why they would continue to maintain uh, the Hawaii connection. But okay. Um, Alpine, I tried a couple of their beers while I was there. Okay, not great. Um, Again, I think this is what we're going to see with a lot of these different uh, breweries, these mid-level-sized breweries struggling to get on taps, struggling to get into places. See, that's the other thing, too. Uh, Bars would would stock their bottles. Never saw a lot of green flash on draft. And if you did, usually it was a one-off, and usually some of their, um, you know, their, their more noticeable brands. But again, I di- in in beer circles, um, the 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 to me the trend is hyper local. Uh, if you're a, a you know a nano brewery and you're making really good fresh beer, you're going to see that more on tap in your local bars than you're going to see a lot of the national brands. The national brands that you're going to see on tap, aside from the AB Inve- InBevs and the Miller Coors, you're going to see Founders, you're going to see Samuel Adams, you're going to see those bigger names, the Ballast Points of the world. You're going to see those names on taps. And, yes, you're going to see the local brands. The, you know, when you're in New Jersey, you're, going to, you're seeing a lot more New Jersey beers uh, in bars because the New Jersey beers are getting better. Same thing in New York. You're seeing a lot of New York breweries, uh, whether it's Single Cut, whether it's uh, Other Half, whether it's uh, uh, Barrier Brewing. You're seeing a lot of these local products getting on there because the beers are better. And these national brands that are these mid-level-sized brewers that are not pumping out uh, a tremendous amount of beer, but enough to get them into that national market scene, that's where you're running into a problem. If you're not making really good beer, creating a buzz that people are talking about, you're simply not going to get the sales that you're looking for, and you're going to start to see the pullback, or you're going to start to see these companies uh, go under, which is not a good thing uh, in the craft beer industry. 
When we come back after a short break, some more news and notes here. And then later on, Bill Cherry, the co-owner and brewmaster of Switchback Ales out of Vermont, is going to join me on the program. Folks, just getting started on, on this program, and it focuses on that delicious beverage, and it's made with barley and hops. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. How did Joe Piscopo start your morning? One's out of the country vacationing, the other one's in the Bahamas vacationing. I see the bills. You could really get bitter and angry and go, oh my gosh, how could this happen? Or you could say, bring it on. I got this. Take the positive road, man. Right between the eyes. I got this. I ain't going down. I never went down, Ray. You never got me down. Tell you. Listen to Piscopo in the morning on AM 970. The answer. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us. And if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen, and it all starts with one. One call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Make plans now to join Salem Radio Network hosts Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Mike Gallagher on the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise. Sail around and explore some of the world's most beautiful islands. Then at night, gather together with Hugh, Larry, and Mike for a special time discussing a fresh course for this nation. The 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise set sail for seven days, August 11th through the 18th. For all the details, visit am970theanswer.com or call 855-655-1335. Book your trip today. Rome, the Vatican, the Sistine Chapel. Here's your chance to see it all, including airfare and a private tour with the Pope's sweepstakes at myvaticanvacation.com. And discover the history of the Vatican in the new CNN original series, Pope, the Most Powerful Man in History, Sunday nights at 10, Eastern and Pacific. For official rules and your chance to win, log on now to myvaticanvacation.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Open to legal residents of 48 contiguous states in D.C. at least 18 years of age. Sweepstakes ends 415 at midnight. Odds depend on the number of entries received. Sponsored by Grace Hill Media. What's rational about the Bible? Honestly, the answer is all of it. To find out, we asked our resident scholar, Dennis Prager, to investigate. Yeah, so he ended up writing a whole book about it called The Rational Bible. And this is your chance to see and hear Dennis in person with a radio and TV special hosted by Eric Metaxas. Join us Monday, April 23rd at the TBN studio on 15th Street in Manhattan. Prager, Metaxas, live on stage. Register now at am970theanswer.com. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. TheAnswer.com. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Follow me on social media. It's easy. Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Catulo. That's G A T T. 
U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. The title track from Journey's Escape album, and uh, they are touring this summer with uh, Def Leppard. Unfortunately, a little too pricey for me uh, to get over to Prudential Center uh, to see these guys in June, and it happens to be the night of my son's eighth grade dance, so unfortunately, uh, Dad will not be able to go. So maybe uh, me and a couple of other friends will be listening to Def Leppard and Journey uh, in the backyard while we wait for the kids to finish up with the eighth grade dance. Now, our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast just won this uh, this week, Bill Cherry from Switchback Ales. They are now in New York City, in the greater New York City area, and Bill will talk to us about that. And a lot of other things, the origin of the name, how he got started, uh, and how excited he is, and, and some new beers that not, I, I shouldn't say not many breweries are doing. There are breweries that are doing it, but it's not as widely uh, done uh, in the country today. The, the theme really is IPA, 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 but uh, Bill's doing some new stuff uh, with some different beers that will be coming out very soon. Uh, that you want to check out. That's going to happen in about 10 minutes from now, that interview. Lots more news, though, to get to. Uh, two Clifton natives, and thanks to Jersey.com uh, for this article, uh, two Clifton natives looking to open Passaic County's first microbrewery uh, this fall, aiming for a river road site that's across from the famous Rutz Hut. If you haven't been to Rutz Hut or you don't know what Rutz Hut is, if you don't live in the New Jersey area, uh, this is a place in... Um, uh, is it Clifton or Rutherford? I, I, I don't. I, you know what? I honestly don't remember the town that Rutz Hut is in. But they make unbelievable hot dogs. They call one uh, the Ripper, I think it is, and it's a, a dog that's cooked and then it's deep fried and then they, you know, slather all kinds of different things on it. If you haven't been to Rutz Hut for a hot dog or two or three, even though they're bad for you, once a year, maybe have a hot dog. I'm not a big hot dog eater, but once in a blue moon, I'll have one, especially if it's on the grill. But uh, anyway, these guys. Uh, they need to, uh, obviously, they need to get the blessings of the federal government, the State Alcohol Control Board, and Clifton Zoning Board. Now, Ghost Talk Brewing Company is a collaboration between Tom Rachelski and Steve Bauer. They got together last summer. Uh, Rachelski had uh, responded to a Facebook post that Bauer had put up. And uh, Rachelski is an Army veteran uh, who um, works in finance. Uh, Bauer has a background in marketing. Uh, neither one of them brew beer so they have they've apparently they have uh, narrowed down their search uh for a brewer they have not announced who that's going to be yet uh but the the good news is they got past the clifton zoning board to build the brewery and apparently this brewery is going to be near a distillery it is um uh silk city distillery operates next door and owns the property where ghost talk is looking to open silk city has a tasting room ghost talk plans to open one as well uh, and Passaic County, uh, it is one of the two counties in the state without a microbrewery. The other is Salem County. So uh, the Clifton Zoning Board has approved their application. That took place Wednesday night. Uh, after that, of, of course, they have to get the uh, state and federal government approvals uh, regarding licensing. That's going to take a little while. So hopefully they can get the ball rolling uh, as soon as they can. Don't forget, 98 craft breweries in New Jersey, including 83 production craft breweries, 15 brew pubs of restricted licensed craft breweries, uh, New Jersey ranks 19th in the country uh, among all states in total number of breweries. Uh, they have created 9,500, just a little over 9,500 uh, New Jersey jobs are related to the craft beer industry. Uh, and the economic impact of craft beer in New Jersey, get this, folks, $1.6 billion. 
You're telling me it's not a good business or a big business? It is a big business. When you're talking about $1.6 billion, support your local breweries. It's important. Moving on there, so good luck to the guys uh, over at Ghost. uh, See, I forgot their name already. Ghost Hawk Brewing. So good luck to those guys. They got their approval from Clifton. Now they have to get the rest of their approval. So good luck to them. As we continue on here with our news and notes, uh, an additional segment here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, Left Hand Brewing has released their newest year-round beer. It's Juicy Goodness. It's a 5.5% ABV dry-hopped golden ale uh, with a medium-light body. Uh, with full of fruity hop flavors. Uh, this is going to be, again, is a, it's a year-round golden ale. Uh, it's a 29 IBU with a 5.5% ABV. It'll be available in kegs, six packs uh, of 12-ounce cans. Uh, Founders uh, has announced that they will be releasing Backwoods Bastard and Dankwood as the second and third installments of their barrel-aged series. Uh, the first of the series, of course, Kentucky Breakfast Out, is available now uh, through the end of this month. Uh, so you want to check that out there, of course. Uh, the uh, let's see, Dankwood. Let me see here. Backwards bastard Dankwood. They're going to have suggested retail prices of fourteen ninety nine for a four pack of twelve ounce bottles. Dankwood will also have a seven fifty milliliter bottle with a suggest. Excuse me, with a suggested retail price of eleven ninety nine. So kudos to the, the folks from Founders. In fact, I believe they're sending me some bottles of that as well as a bottle or two of KBS, which is always always good. Heavy seas. Our folks from Heavy Seas, they are announcing the return of their limited-release smooth sale. Uh, there's a new can design, a new can wrap. Uh, Summer Ale will be available in 12-ounce cans and on draft starting this month in all states where Heavy Seas beer is distributed. It is a, an American wheat ale brewed with lemon and orange peel. Uh, it kicks in at a 4.5% ABV, uh, similar to um, Samuel Adams Summer Ale. A little bit of a different taste, though. Smooth sale. Good stuff from them. Our folks from uh, Forgotten Boardwalk. They are, uh, this weekend, they are at the first ever Catsbury Park Cat Convention in Asbury Park. Catsburyconvention.com for more information on that if you want to go there on Sunday. Uh, and you can also drink some Forgotten Boardwalk beer. It'll be available uh, at both the Anchors Bend and the Oyster Bar inside Convention Hall. On April 21st, though, they are doing a cake over event complete with a can release of Mexican coffee funnel cake. Uh, and they're having variants in the coming weeks uh, with... Uh, these coming, get this straight here. So they're going to have variants of the um, funnel cake. First one is Mexican coffee. They're also going to have blueberry pancake, Russian honey cake, and some other surprises as well. So you want to check that out. Good folks at Forgotten Boardwalk down in Cherry Hill. Our uh, friends from Weyerbacher, Wit is now out. Again, they're 4.6% ABV, hazy Belgian-style wit, coriander, orange peel, grains of paradise, and star anise, uh, giving a light spiciness to the aroma. Uh, this is available in 12-ounce cans for the first time. It's also going to be uh, it's also available on tap already in their tap room, and it will be out in their distribution area very soon. Down the Shore is a 5.3% ABV Golden Lager. Uh, they're coming out with their own summer beer. That's going to be coming out very soon. And then finally, Legal, uh, originally released in June of 2016. This is really good. That was their 21st anniversary uh, stout. Rolls in at a 13.5% ABV. Uh, rich chocolate flavor, vanilla, a little smoky bacon in this one. This one is really good. Uh, it is uh, definitely something that you want to pick up. So now that'll be out uh, coming up uh, probably within the next couple of weeks or so. Their big 23 anniversary uh, party, their 23rd anniversary party, is going to take place, though, at Weyerbacher in Eastern Pennsylvania, Saturday, June 3rd from 4 to 9 p.m. 
Uh, they're going to have uh, Buck's Barbecue, Cluster Gourmet Popcorn, and the Flying V for food options. They're also going to have a bunch of different music. Bobby and the Breakers and the Kickbacks uh, will be there uh, as well performing. They're going to have lots of different surprises uh, of the beers and stuff. I'm going to try and make this one. Weyerbacher is a great little place. If you're looking for a great brewery just over the border in Pennsylvania, uh, it's right, again literally over the border. You pay the toll. Uh, when you come across 78, get off at the first exit, make a right at the stop sign. You make a, I think it's like maybe a block or two, you make another left, and Weyerbacher is right down the road. It is fantastic. Uh, they do some really great stuff and uh, would definitely love to go check out that party on June 23rd. So thanks to uh, the folks at Weyerbacher uh, for that. And you know what? I, I mean, there's, there's so much good stuff that is coming out from a lot of different breweries right now. And, you know, I know we talked about Green Flash in the previous segment about how uh, these breweries are having problems. Um, friend of the show, he's been on before, Jim Wagner from Duclaw Brewing, made a great mention on Facebook. Uh, Jim, formerly of Duclaw, he's now with Balt County Brewing. It's a small little microbrewery that is opening up uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have Jim on the program probably sometime early May uh, to discuss this because they're taking a different approach uh, to craft beer, uh, which I think is really cool. Uh, we've talked about it a, b- before on this show over the last couple of years. M- a lot of breweries are becoming, it's more hyper-local. Uh, Green Flesh is a perfect example of how a mid-sized brewer with not a lot of buzz was expanding, 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 hoping to draw people in as kind of the hot ticket. You've got to produce good beer. If you don't produce good beer, you're going to be in trouble. And I'm not saying that Green Flesh wasn't producing good beer. The the thing with Green Flash was I was never hearing a, a buzz about it. I was never people weren't saying to me, "Hey, have you tried Green Flash as such and such?" Because it's such an it's an awesome beer. You got to try it. Their IPA is on point. Their variations aren't bad, but a lot of their other stuff was kind of hit or miss. And I really think that they missed the boat by expanding too quickly. And what happened? They opened up a facility in Virginia where they leveraged it with debt, which is never a good idea. I don't care what the financial market is. So that is a big problem. Uh, what what Bolt County Brewing is doing is remaining hyper-local. They're not interested in expanding very quickly. It's a slow, measured approach. Uh, that, I think, is the way to go. You're, uh, unless you're making a beer, like Carton, for example, unless you're making a breakout beer that Carton makes, you know, every once in a while people are screaming to go get regular coffee or you know, whatever it is, that the, the hot thing that Carton comes out with and everybody's trying to sell out all the cases as quickly as possible, unless you're doing those things, you're going to be in a lot of trouble if you don't have that buzz and getting people into your tap room or getting people, you know, to go to bars and say, hey, you got to put such and such beer on tap. It's that good. That's the, to me, that's the big issue, and I think that's the issue we're going to see moving forward with a lot of these mid-level breweries. That is becoming the big problem, and hopefully that doesn't become the trend. But when we talk to Jim next month, uh, I, I would, you know, obviously part of the question that I'm going to ask Jim is, why did he leave Declaw? Why did he go to Ball County Brewing? Uh, and hopefully Jim can get into the reasons why he left one place and went to another because Declaw was on the upswing and Jim left, and now they're trying to scramble to get things out there. And Declaw is another example of a mid-level-sized brewer that may or may not be having problems. And when, when we come back after the break, we talk to Bill Cherry from Switchback Ales. That's another question that I posed to him about breweries and how they're taking a slow and measured approach, which is where I think is right now 
the future of craft beer here in this country. So when we come back after a short break, Bill Cherry from Switchback Ales will jump on board to talk about their entrance into New York City, and that happens next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's partly cloudy and 41 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A 67-year-old man is dead after a fire in Trump Tower in Midtown Manhattan. Polly Crosby has the story. Police say the victim was an occupant of a 50th floor apartment where the fire broke out shortly before 6 p.m. on Saturday. Firefighters responded to an automatic alarm after the fire broke out in a large apartment on the 50th floor of the tower, said FDNY Commissioner Daniel Nigro. As you can see from the videos, you can tell the volume of fire coming out the windows. It was a uh, uh, considerable... The cause of the fire is still unknown. No members of the first family were home at the time. The FDNY says four firefighters suffered burns and non-life-threatening injuries. Polly Kreisman, NBC News Radio, New York. Thank you, Polly. An infamous athlete is back in the spotlight. Monica Nelson will tell you more. Tanya Harding is making a comeback with the first all-athlete season of Dancing with the Stars. She fell out of the spotlight after being accused of hiring a man to hurt rival Nancy Kerrigan ahead of the 1994 Winter Olympics. Kerrigan, by the way, is also familiar with the competition as she appeared on the ABC show last year. Dancing with the Stars returns for its 26th season on April 30th. Monica Nelson, NBC News Radio. Thank you, Monica. In sports, the Knicks fell to the Bucks, one fifteen to one hundred two. Nets beat the Bulls, one twenty four to ninety six. And then in the NHL, Devils lost to the Washington Capitals, five three, and the Rangers fell to the Flyers, five zip. In baseball, well, the Mets won, Yankees won. Traffic delays now are at the inbound GWB. Ten minutes on the upper deck, lower level is slated for Easy Pass customers only, along with the Palisades approach until seven in the morning. Lincoln Tunnel inbound, 10-minute delays. Outbound looks pretty good. The Holland Tunnel inbound, you'll see about a 15-minute wait from the 1 and 9 approach only. Weather for tonight, cloudy skies and then becoming partly cloudy after midnight, low 32. Partly cloudy tomorrow, high 48. You now know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970, The Answer. Folks, have I got a steakhouse for you. It's one of my favorite places to go to in Hoboken, New Jersey, Dino and Harry's Steakhouse. If you've never been to Dino and Harry's, I suggest you get there as soon as you can and find out why it's been rated the number one steakhouse in all of New Jersey. Now, obviously, the food is fantastic. From mouth-watering steaks and seafood to chicken dishes, fresh vegetables, unbelievable appetizers, the bacon there. You have to get the bacon. It's amazing. The list goes on and on. Everything is prepared to your liking, and not only is the food fantastic, but the decor is like going back in time to a turn of the century saloon. Vaulted ceilings, tile floors, enormous windows, and a hand-carved cherry wood bar. Best part about the bar? Yeah, they got craft beer on tap there. Don't you worry. But they have a great selection of other drinks as well. Their mojitos are unbelievable. They even film scenes from on the waterfront in City Hall in this legendary restaurant. Go online to DinoAndHarry's.com, check out the menu, and make reservations. You never know what celebrity or sports star might be dining next to you. Call 201-659-6202. That's 201-659-6202. Dino and Harry's, 163 14th Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. Make reservations today. Tell them Al Gattulo sent you. Are you or someone you know fighting cancer and struggling financially? If so, find out now if you qualify for Life Credit Company's Living Benefit Program. If qualified, you may receive up to 50% of your life insurance policy's death benefit now while still providing coverage for your family. Cancer patients are nearly three times more likely to file bankruptcy than those without the disease. 
But cancer does not have to mean financial ruin if you qualify for Life Credit Company's Living Benefit Program. Make a two-minute call now to Life Credit Company and find out if you're eligible to receive up to 50% of your policy's death benefit now while still preserving coverage for your family. Call 800-981-8700. That's 800-981-8700. Two minutes is all it takes. Call 800-981-8700. Or learn more online at lifecreditcompany.com. That's lifecreditcompany.com. Not available in all states. AM 97, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes. Just download uh, the, one of those apps, you can, and then you can listen to all the Craft Beer Casts right from there, including live on our AM 970 The Answer app. Now, my next guest on the cast, he's the owner and head brewer of a brewery out of Vermont, that has just entered the New York City area, and they are bringing with them some Vermont favorites uh, like uh, Switchback Ale, Citra Pills, Keller Beer, among others. SwitchbackVT.com is the website for more information. And we were just remarking about the weather uh, that's going on in the Northeast here. I know it's Saturday night when we air, but, uh, you know, snow the other day, rain, cold, windy. This is just crazy. But uh, apparently in Vermont, when it's over you know, 25 or 30 degrees, it is definitely spring for them. Let me welcome in Bill Cherry to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Bill, welcome. Hi, thank you. Uh, Bill, how did you get your start in brewing beer? Oh, I did it. I did it almost the old-fashioned way, which I didn't know any better way back when. And I went and I, I get this. I got a master's degree in beer brewing out at the University of California. Wow. There you go. A lot of people homebrewing this, that. You, you went the full nine. You said, no, I'm going to get a degree first. Uh, and then start brewing. That's pretty awesome. So um, you you got your degree at that, but obviously you dabbled in in some home brewing before that, right? Yeah, that was my start. That was my start. I was home brewing, and I just couldn't figure out how to break into the business. There weren't. Uh, this was a while ago, so right. there weren't so many uh, choices out there, and and uh, I needed something to give me a leg up, so someone would hire me. <laughs> I hear that. Now, why why switchback? What are the origins of the name of this uh, the the brewery? Well, it's it's from our Vermont roots, and we actually have, when we come through here, you know, the Appalachian Trail and everything, and there's a spot along the, the mountain ridge we have called the App Gap, the Appalachian Gap. Mm-hmm. And there's also, you know, and that's, that's uh, there's a road that runs up there, and it is as steep as can be with all these switchbacks running up it. And uh, I do a... I do a, a a bike ride up that thing that finishes on that, and it's gruesome and excruciating. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, that was literally what what I thought about. I thought, boy, those last switchbacks at the end of that ride are just about death. And, uh, and that's where the word came from. But but then I and I kind of took it right away from that and thought, you know, I've had a weird life, and I think most people have had had this experience where. You kind of know where you, you, you where you think you want to go, but you never get to go straight there. You have to wind back and forth, just like a switchback. So, I decided that uh, not only was it a good reference to our mountainous terrain up here, but also in the the switchbacks of life that we all have, where 
we're, we're, we're trying to get somewhere, but it isn't as straight as we might like it to be. That's pretty interesting, Bill, because that's kind of how my career started. I've always wanted to be in radio since I was 12 years old, and I thought I was going to take one path and then ended up taking another to get into it. Still in the business, but in kind of a roundabout way to get where I am uh, today, and I've been doing it for over 20 years, so it's that's, that's, that's pretty exactly. interesting. And I'll bet you you would say what I'd say, too, is some of those experiences you had early where you weren't right where you wanted to be and you thought you were wasting your time, Later on, you find out, you know what, I learned some important things back then. Exactly, exactly. When you're young, you don't know any better. You think, no, 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 it's, it's, it's them, it's them, it's them. And sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's you and having to take a step back and look back uh, at the things that you've done. That's a great point. Talking with Bill Cherry, the head brewer and co-owner at Switchback Ales out of Vermont. SwitchbackVT.com is the website for more information. Now, back in February, Bill, at your annual company meeting, you announced to your employees that they had just become partners in ownership of the company. Switchback, officially the first 100% employee-owned brewery in Vermont via an employee stock ownership plan. Why did you decide to go that route? You know, that was, for me, it was just a, like, a, like three wins in a row is that, is that it's my, I know how I'm leaving the company now. I know who I've sold it to. I'm selling it to the people that are closest to me that I feel will will take our mission, you know, forward exactly the way I'd like it to be. And, um, and it's a win for the, you know, the community and the employees, obviously, is, is that we're going we're gonna to stay locally owned and focused uh, forever. That's our goal. Nice. Now, and, and you know what? And to, to, to delve into that a little bit more, obviously there's been news this past week, Green Flash Brewing, they've been in the news for a couple of months mm-hmm. uh, out, of, out of San Diego and how they've had to uh, close their Virginia Beach uh, brewery. They've had to close up their uh, barrel aging uh, unit and now, you know, laying off all these different employees. I, I feel like, and I, I know there are others that agree with me, some breweries have expanded too quickly and kind of when you're at that mid-level point, they've gone into too many places with not enough promotion, not getting their beers uh, their tap handles on. So it's interesting that y- you guys have sort of expanded very slowly and methodically. Is that is that part of the philosophy there? It is. It is. We've always been like, you know, I'm so, again, with my weird background, and I think it's funny that I call it a weird background, but, uh, you know, it's quality, quality, quality. And so every time we expand, it's only when we think we can maintain that quality and not overstress ourselves and it's kind of worked out financially as well for us that we haven't stuck our neck out too far and i can i can tell you that uh folks in the city have been talking to us for years about uh about getting down down to you all and uh and we keep saying we, we just think there's too many of you for us right now give us a little <laughs> chance here well that's interesting how does it feel to be in the greater New York City area? My guess is you were, for, like, as you just mentioned, a lot of people were saying you got to come down here. Now, I know a lot of New Yorkers go up to Vermont for the skiing uh, and coming home with your beer, but I guess you wanted to make it a little bit easier to get them the suds, right? That's exactly right, and and I don't think anybody will be surprised that there's just something about when, when your product is going down in New York City that you, you just look at yourself and go, I think we actually have finally made it. I think we're there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it's a great point. It's funny because I live in New Jersey, and the, the beer scene in New Jersey is, is starting to break out. Obviously, New York has done 
Uh, Governor Cuomo has done such a great job in in, in, in I, I want to I don't want to say loosen the laws, but at least made it easier uh, for breweries and cider operations and stuff to really expand. And now there's over 400 in New York, but Jersey is kind of lagged behind that because of their archaic laws. And mm-hmm. there are about a hundred now in production in New Jersey, and there are some really great ones. There's not there's some not so good ones, but you know at least they're getting the business rolling along here. It, it's it's really interesting to see when a, a brewery like you guys. Come come into New York City and people, you know, there's a buzz, there's a vis, you know, a visceral buzz about your beer. That is awesome. And again, it's got to be a great feeling for you guys uh, when you can make your stamp here and and get that buzz. Not only because people are going to Vermont to bringing your beer back, which is great, but now they can actually buy it here in New York City. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's, it's very cool feeling and uh, you know, kind of humbling actually. So. That's good stuff. Talking with Bill Jerry, the head brewer and co-owner at Switchback Ales out of Vermont. SwitchbackVT.com is the website for more information here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Bill, what do you got in the tanks that's going to be coming out in the near future? Ooh. Um, well, if you want to talk about my latest passion, mm-hmm. which is uh, I've declared or we've declared that uh, we are going to bring smoked beer to the world. And okay. We, we call it our, our – we're, we're located on an uh, uh, iconic little road here called Flint Avenue, and we call it Flint on Fire. And uh, bringing out these um, – like we're starting with a trio of smoked beers, and I've already got two more in the works. And, uh, and it's just – people are really responding positively to it. It's fascinating to see because, you know, it's just another one of these things that um, – that it's actually probably the oldest style of beer in the world because way back in the day they couldn't they couldn't dry the grain without smoke running through it so everything tasted smoky and then we got away from it and we're kind of bringing it back saying you know what it's kind of fun and no one's tasted one in you know decades so we're going to bring it back and uh so that's pretty exciting and um so uh, in, in terms of smoked beer, now I know people have done smoked porters. What kind are these going to be? Uh, are they going to be porters specifically, or different different types of uh, smoked? Yeah, beer? all different types. So we've got a couple of German styles because the, the last place on earth that I know of that still really does smoked beers is Bamberg, Germany. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's where we get our smoked malt from. Is a maltster that that works there. And so we did a couple German styles, a a, a, a classic, you know, uh, German, and they call it Helles, which is the mm-hmm. the normal a normal German uh, pilsner, right. and um, and then a Märzen, which is like the Oktoberfest style. Sure. But then we bran- you know, got to branch out. This is craft brewing, and uh, threw one in. I I uh, brewed for uh, Boulevard Brewing in Kansas City way back in the 90s, and I I brought my barbecue roots from there. And nice. created this beautiful dark ale with um, dark brown sugars and some roasted malts, and, and then the smoke comes in there, and it's like, uh, and it's like a liquid lunch that uh, people are, are 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 really digging because that molasses character from the brown sugar just uh, comes together with the smoke really nicely. That sounds like a summertime beer when you're having a couple of burgers and dogs there uh, <laughs> on the barbecue. Nice. Now, Bill. Uh, I've only got about thirty seconds. What's your favorite beer to kick back with after a long day? Doesn't that it could be a style, could be your own beer. What's a, what's a favorite beer that you like to kick back with? Wow, 
for me, it's, uh, yeah, probably more than anything at the end of the day. Uh, right now, I can tell you right now, okay. it's, uh, it's, we call it the gates of Hellas. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's our smoked, it's our smoked Hellas uh, lager that uh, I could just suck that down all summer long. Nice. That sounds good. My guest has been Bill Cherry, the head brewer and co-owner at Switchback Ales out of Vermont. SwitchbackVT.com is the website for more information. They're in New York City now uh, in, and in the greater New York City area. Hopefully at some point they come to New Jersey and get to experience them. They've got very cool, unique bottles. Remember the old Schmitz bottles, the little stub bottles, those types of bottles? That's what their beer is in, and it is very, very good. Bill, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt just doesn't understand what the media calls news. Now, what's interesting is that for... A year or more, people have said Donald Trump has been soft on Putin. So he takes the strongest diplomatic expulsion matter in my memory. It's bigger than anything we've ever done. And we're talking about Stormy Daniels. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970. The Answer. Mike Gallagher again. Yep, I'm incredibly grateful that my friend Hugh Hewitt told me all about Relief Factor. I was having lower back pain. Hugh had been in pain. And you know what? I tried Relief Factor for about two and a half weeks. My lower back pain was entirely eliminated. It's a great feeling to share with you the great news, knowing that tens of thousands of others are now in less or no pain because they, too, ordered the three-week quick start for $19.95. If you're in pain, simply go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off and to wear a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. What's rational about the Bible? Honestly, the answer is all of it. To find out, we asked our resident scholar, Dennis Prager, to investigate. Yeah, so he ended up writing a whole book about it called The Rational Bible. And this is your chance to see and hear Dennis in person with a radio and TV special hosted by Eric Metaxas. Join us Monday, April 23rd at the TVN studio on 15th Street in Manhattan. Prager, Metaxas, live on stage. Register now at am970theanswer.com. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. Theanswer.com. I'm talking about a little love removal machine from the cult. Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T, U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget we're on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to every show. You ever have that uh, moment 
Uh, and sometimes this happens. I make my coffee every morning before I come in uh, to do the Joe Piscopo show during the week on Monday, Mondays through Monday through Friday, six to ten a.m. You can check us out, of course, AM nine seventy The Answer dot com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, all that other stuff. So um, uh, I made my coffee uh, the other morning while I'm taping this segment, and the coffee grinds got into the coffee pot. That annoys the daylights out of me when the the, the uh, the filter folds over with the hot water going in, and then you get some fil- you get some grinds in the coffee. Ugh, I can't stand that because then you get that grind in your mouth the whole time. Now, look, I love French press, fantastic, but you know, listen, uh, we don't need that today. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, kicking off uh, suds and duds, and look, uh, folks, you know, I- I've talked about this place a lot. I-, I don't get paid by them or anything, you know, of that nature. They do buy advertising on the show from time to time. And uh, welcome back, Dino and Harry's. Uh, to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast. Great place in Hoboken. If you want a really, really fantastic steak dinner, you definitely want to check out Dino and Harry's. They do have craft beer on tap, too, uh, but you definitely want to get a great steak uh, in Hoboken. You go to Dino and Harry's. But um, my good friends at Paragon Tap and Table do a tremendous job. Chef Eric Levine has an amazing menu, a seasonal menu. It does change from time to time, and he is always trying new things and trying to test your palate. Uh, the prices are reasonable for the area. Um, the the food is always awesome. The bartenders are great. The servers are great. Everybody there, Ernie, the general manager, everybody does a phenomenal job there. You have to go. Check out this giant stuffed meatball that they have. What's it stuffed with? Uh, penne pasta. You break it open, and there's pasta inside the meatballs. Delicious sauce. It is fantastic. You, Without a doubt, you have to go to Paragon Tap and Table and check them out. Now, the last year they ran this event, and did it again this year. We broadcasted from there last year uh, for this event, their March Madness event, where they got a number of different Jersey breweries together, uh, and they compete against one, one another until they get down to the final two. Last night was the finals. It was uh, Jug Handle against Wet Ticket. And who was the victor? Wet Ticket, ladies and gentlemen. And as I've said before, and I'll say it again, Wet Ticket is cranking out some tremendous beers. Fantastic stuff. You have to go check out Tim and the boys over at Wet Ticket. Tim and Al do a fantastic job over there. I've been using the word fantastic way too much in this segment, but it's true. If you live in New York City, it's an easy six-stop train ride off of New Jersey Transit when it's actually running. Uh, You get off the railway stop. You walk one block. You'll see Wet Ticket. It's in the old Woolworth building. Uh, There's a lot of food options. Nancy's Townhouse Pizza is two doors down. You can get a great pie. Go in. Enjoy the pizza. Enjoy some great beers from Wet Ticket. You will not be disappointed. So Wet Ticket gets their beer on tap at Paragon Tap and Table. I believe it's for four months. I could be wrong. Might be three. Not exactly sure. But let's get into suds and duds uh, as we go through the evening uh, here. Brotherton Brewing, uh, a Jersey Devil double IPA. Uh, Brotherton is putting out some great beers down in South Jersey. Excellent IPA. Nice hops. Very juicy. It was fantastic. Had the hop shorn from Jug Handle. Uh, Looks juicy. Uh, but it didn't taste juicy. Uh, a lot of piney flavor, smooth, uh, pretty good. Uh, Jug Handle is uh, really upping their game as well. Uh, I like some of their other stuff. I'm not super crazy about their IPAs, but Jug Handle has definitely improved uh, their beers all the way around. Then I had, my wife and I had this one. This was uh, last Friday night from Mother Earth Brewing, which I had never heard of until they did a tap takeover at Paragon Tap and Table. Uh, we had their Quit Stalin, which is a bourbon uh, stout, uh, bourbon barrel stout that they make. Oh, my God. Bourbon, chocolate, smooth, outstanding. 
I have got to find more of Mother Earth because I had their IPA a couple of weeks before. It was great. The stout is fantastic. I mean, my wife was drinking this thing. She was so excited to drink this. It was, uh, let's just say it was a good evening in the Gatulo household, and we'll leave it at that. Um, then moved on to uh, Switchback Brewing, of course, thanks for Bill Cherry for coming on the program this week. Had their Citra Pills uh, Keller beer, uh, crisp, lemony, definitely a summertime brew, uh, very tasty, a, a lawnmower beer like I like to talk about, really, really good stuff uh, from Switchback. Had the uh, Rays by Teller, uh, actually, it's not by Teller. The Rays is actually a collaboration between Carton and, uh, and Teller. Uh, excellent, bitter, hoppy, great bite, piney too, great collaboration. Uh, real good stuff. You definitely want to enjoy this one. Uh, a friend of mine, a friend of the show, Buddy Watson, he um, he comes down every once in a while from uh, upstate New York, and we exchange beers. He brings me stuff that I can't normally get down here. I give him stuff that he can't normally get up there. I gave him some wet ticket. He loved it. Uh, some carton, some, some other different things that I gave him that he can't normally get uh, upstate. So he brings me down some different beers. One was from uh, Paradox. This is their Hoppy Beer Series. It's called Weather. Um, but this was not for me. This was kind of like a hoppy sour, which I really wasn't into. And to be honest with you, I couldn't drink more than a sip or two of this, and I had to pour it out. I mean, it was that bad. So, uh, unfortunately, I like a lot of stuff that Paradox does. This one just didn't hit the mark for me. So this one is definitely the dud uh, of the week. Uh, my good buddy, Jay, Jay Wolf, who brings me beer from time to time, he's uh, a rep uh, upstate with a, b- a bunch of different breweries, brought me... Uh, from Twin Fork Beer, a crescendo, really nice, great flavor, good hop, nice pine. Uh, the pine was fantastic, really worked on this, and very smooth on the finish, excellent. That was delicious, probably one of the one of the best ones that I had this week. Uh, then we were, you know, over at Paragon on Thursday night for the big event, for the March Madness event, in which Wet Ticket won, and they get their beer on tap uh, for the next couple of months. And again, Tim and Al doing a great job over there, you definitely uh, want to check out Wet Ticket and go, listen, if you want, go to Paragon, have some dinner or something, maybe have a beer or two, then head over to Wet Ticket. You will not be disappointed. Uh, kicked off, uh, you know, with a, a, a Icarus Yacht Juice. Icarus making great stuff. They're doing some stuff with uh, the Lakewood Blue Claws down in Lakewood, New Jersey. Again, another great beer uh, brewery in South Jersey. You definitely want to go down there and check them out. Also had a Morning Bell. This is, what, this Kane, this is probably the best porter uh, that Kane puts out. It is fantastic. Just so good. Smooth, nice, different roasted chocolate. Uh, great flavors in this. The coffee, unbelievable. Uh, definitely uh, the Cane Morning Bell is really good. And, you know, Cane is too far for me uh, to do the whole thing when they come out with their beers and everybody's lining up and all that other stuff. But when I get an opportunity to try some stuff from Cane, it is really good. Got to get back down to that brewery again uh, and do a uh, do a sampling one of these days. Definitely have to do that. Uh, had the uh, collaboration between Cypress and Icarus, necess- Necessity and Invention, a really good pale ale. Folks, if you're trying to start and get into uh, the bitter realm of beers, those IPAs, those pale ales, this is a good one to start with. Real nice, uh, just very, very tasty, smooth going down, and definitely has that bitter bite that you want, but not so um, overt where you might get turned off. So definitely a good starter into the bitter realm. Southern Tier. I am not the biggest fan of Southern Tier. I've said that before on the show. But they, when they do their dark beers, they really do them well. I'm not so crazy about their IPAs, but their dark beers are fantastic. This one is no exception here on Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Samoa This by Southern Tier Brewing. Honest to God, like a Samoa Girl Scout cookie. If you like Samoa Girl Scout cookies, 
This is the beer to get. The coconut, the caramel, the chocolate flavor, everything about a Samoa cookie in a beer. You will not be disappointed by this. I really wish they would up their game on their IPAs because I want to like this brewery a lot more. But their dark stuff, anytime they put their dark stuff, uh, without a doubt, for me, it's an excellent beer. Uh, then I have the collaboration between Carton and Teller, the O2210. Smooth, delicious, great flavors. Love the melon in it. A lot of melon flavor in this beer uh, and really good. And then, unfortunately, I got a uh, my, my final beer of the night was from Brick City. And uh, Sherman had given me the name of it, and I completely blanked on it and totally forgot. So, unfortunately, I can't tell you the name of the beer. But the Brick City one was very juicy, uh, real nice IPA, uh, very delicious. Go check out the guys at Brick City. Uh, they're, they're literally three minutes away uh, from MetLife Stadium, right uh, in between 46 and, um, uh, what is that, 46 and 120, uh, I think it is, over uh, with Brick City. They, they're doing a great job, too. Uh, their can series is doing great. Their bottle series, get, get a growler or something, take it home. They're doing a fantastic job. Definitely uh, do not miss out on Brick City. You know, we, and we talk about the Jersey beer scene, uh, and it was great to see uh, Scott Wells uh, the other night from Bolero. It was great to see Mike from uh, the New Jersey Craft Beer uh, Group. The, the New Jersey beer scene, Mike and I were talking about this. The, the event in Atlantic City two weeks ago, uh, the, the beer and, um, and music fest, we were remarking about how many great beers from New Jersey that there are now. There's close to 100 breweries in New Jersey. But I am telling you, and, and, and Mike and I were discussing this, how many really, really excellent New Jersey breweries there are all over the state. It's not just Carton and Kane. I've mentioned Wet Ticket. Chigmeister is doing a great job. Uh, Almentry is, is hitting it. Ship Bottom is doing a fantastic job. The new ones, Fort Nonsense, which I didn't get a chance to check out, they're up in Morristown. have to go and check them out. Uh, so many really, really delicious breweries in New Jersey. You don't want to miss out. Uh, I know that uh, the Atlantic City uh, Beer Music Festival was doing a thing. If you were at the event, you got a passport book. If you go to all, like 40 breweries uh, in the span of a year, you get your ticket free next year to the Atlantic City Beer Music Festival. It's a great incentive. Uh, but definitely, you want to check out a lot of these different breweries. They are just doing an unbelievable job uh, with the amount of Jersey beer. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Bill Cherry from Switchback Ales. Thanks for coming on, Bill. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I am off Monday. I will be back Tuesday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.